Amen. Let's go quickly to the book of Revelation 12. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 through 12. I do preach with a timer, so no worries about me. Did somebody say amen? Amen. Three weeks ago, God began to speak to me to, to be here tonight. I didn't know how that was going to happen. I don't even have pastor's number. But I did have the bishop's number, and he has told me on many occasions, if I was coming through Indiana, let him know. So uh, God worked it out. Amen. Amen. There was war in heaven. Verse 7, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. And they overcome him by the blood. Anybody thankful for the blood? Yeah. Amen. Of the Lamb. By the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. And therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell therein. Amen. Amen. Woe unto the heavens of the earth and of the sea. And the, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Amen. I want you to put your Bibles down today and I want you to lift your voice up and tell the devil that he's a liar tonight. Go ahead. Amen. Go ahead. The rest of you tell the devil he's a liar. Come on, Jesus. Help us tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to preach to you from this thought, where is thine accuser? Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Pray for my voice. Amen. Pray for my voice to help me tonight. Amen. John 10 and 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and they may have life more abundantly. Amen. Does anybody believe that? That Jesus came... To give life and life more abundantly. Amen. You don't have to be uh, Stevie Wonder to look around and know that there is a spiritual battle going on right now. The devil, he never takes a day off. But you know what? God never takes a day off. Your God never takes a day off. I said your God never takes a day off. Amen. The word of God says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's why you need the Holy Ghost tonight. Uh, if you've never had the baptism of the Spirit, you don't need to leave here without it. Uh, you need the power of the Holy Ghost in your life to set you free. Amen. I said you shall have power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. I was reading a book lately, and it was about the fire, stoking the fires of revival. And there was the author wrote that he pastored a youth group, and he received a very interesting testimony. 
It came from Brad, a 15-year-old. He had come to our youth service for the first time when he was 14. He came to me and he said, I want God. And his hunger touched the heart of God. And that very evening, God's power transformed his life. He was the junior varsity quarterback. And he dated the most popular girl in his school. Immediately after he was saved, he broke up with his girlfriend. And she asked him why he explained. He said, I'm serving Jesus and I know you don't want to. Amen. We could preach off that. He became one of the most on fire youth in our school. And then he came to me in, about a situation that happened in high school. He said, Pastor John, you have to hear what happened to me in school today. As previously stated, he uh, mentioned that the occult, the satanic occult, was very active in the school that he was a part of. Several of the young people had experienced direct confrontations with classmates involved in it. He said, okay, Brad, tell me what happened. And he said, this little short kid came to me in school today and said, I'm going to put a curse on you. And when he said that, I just started laughing. I didn't plan. I just laughed. Then this kid got frustrated with me and said, I'm going to put a curse on you and you will die in two days. I laughed harder. He got all upset and began to yell, I'll put a curse on you and you'll die right now if you don't stop. But I laughed even harder. And then all of a sudden, we were joined by a much larger older boy. He shoved the smaller one aside and said, get going. And then he turned and said to me, he's new at this. He doesn't know what he's doing. He says he doesn't know you're one of those marked ones. Let me tell you something. When you get baptized in the name of Jesus and you get the Holy Ghost, you got a mark on your life. There ain't no power in hell that can overcome a child of God. The Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The devil wants us to pay attention to the news and the chaos going on. But God wants to pay, pay attention to him tonight. He's greater than the enemy tonight. Did you hear me? I said you're one of those marked ones. And if you ain't got the mark of Jesus on you before you leave tonight, you need to go down in the water in the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. When a person walks in obedience to God, witchcraft has no power over him. Satan is confined to darkness. He has no access to us when we are joined with God in whom there is no darkness, the Bible says at all. The effects of witchcraft are obvious in our society. Though subtle, they are no less in the church. Amen. I want the devil to walk in here tonight. Somebody needs to let him come in here and you need to tell him a liar. He's not going home with you no more. You're not going home with your sickness no more. You're not going home with your depression no more. Did somebody hear me? I want everybody to leave here drunk in the Holy Ghost. Do you believe that can happen tonight? Amen. During the wilderness journey, the children of Israel camped on the plains of Moab. 
They had just attacked and defeated Bashan and they had destroyed the Amorites because they would not allow the Israelites to pass through their territory. Now as they camped in the midst of Moab, Balak, the king of Moab and Midian was worried for his kingdom quaked in fear at the multitude of the Israelites. They had knew Israel had destroyed every nation that opposed them. Don't let the devil lie to you. A couple of weeks ago, I was praying, and God said, the devil's got all this going and got the whole world's attention. I wonder where the, the church's attention to that. He said, I'm about to raise my church up like never before. Hey, I'm not just, hey, I'm not just speaking random words tonight. God's just to raise his church up, and people are going to be looking up at the glory of God. Amen. They knew Israel had destroyed every nation, and Balaam was renowned for his spiritual accuracy and insight. Uh, amen. The king knew whatever Balaam prophesied happened. Uh, if he blessed, they were blessed, and if he cursed, they were cursed. Uh, and after receiving two set of ambassadors, hey, Balaam, uh, he went and he began to try to curse the children of Israel. But when he opened his mouth, the king was mad because he began to bless them anyway. I want to tell somebody tonight, the devil can't curse what God has blessed. I said the devil can't curse what God has blessed. Amen. Somebody needs to go ahead and get some victory tonight. In Mexico, we say Victoria, la Gloria, Gloria Dios. Amen. You need to just turn loose tonight. The king was upset. He said, let's go to a higher level. It doesn't matter where the devil positions himself. God is still God. He said if they blessed, they would be blessed. And Balaam consented and he went with the king. Uh, and after they had erected seven altars and prepare, prepared sacrifices for each of them, Balaam opened his mouth once more again uh, to curse Israel. But instead he pronounced a blessing over them. Uh, needless to say, the king was very upset. He said, what have you done to me? Uh, he said, I took you to curse my enemies. Uh, and then look, you have blessed them. Uh, so Balaam suggested they moved up higher and he did it once more. But it was proven that God, when God wants to bless you, nobody can curse you. This is what the word says. He said, he has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord, his God, is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. God brings them out of Egypt. He has strength like a wild ox. For there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor div deviation against Israel. You see, Israel walked in covenant with God. And when you get the Holy Ghost, you get in covenant with God. And if you repent of your sins, that really means an about face. What it does, it puts you back in alignment with God. It puts you back in alignment. Hey, man, if you're here tonight and you need to repent, you just go ahead and repent. Because God will show you he'll bless you tonight. He'll change your life Balaam said how shall I curse 
whom God has not cursed. There is no witchcraft that works against God's people. There is no deviation against the church. We should encourage ourselves with this promise. Let the witches and the warlocks rant, rave and burn their candles. Let them recite their hexes. Let the spells and curses not warn can harm a child of God. They will not prevail against the church of the living God. I want you to listen to what Proverbs 26 says. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? Balaam wrote, he said, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? When David was attacked, he said, hide me from the secret plots of the wicked. From the rebellion of the workers of iniquity who sharpen their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows. Bitter words that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Look at Psalm 64. Curses may be released against the righteous, but they will never rest upon him. I want you to watch what happens to those that try to release a curse. It says God shall shoot at them with an arrow. And suddenly they shall be wounded. He will make them stumble over their own tongue. Notice they stumble over their own words. Amen. The very words they release to hurt others will circle back to them. David explained this. They dug a pit before me, but in the midst of themselves, they have fallen. Amen. Your enemy is going to fall into his own pit that he tried to dig for you. Your sickness ain't going to stop you tonight. Hallelujah. Brother, you got them pictures to put up. You have them pictures. Can you get them up for me? Amen. I, last two years, I've been working with the former cartel and gang members in Mexico with another pastor. You can't hardly see that picture, but this is the church in the prison in Chihuahua, Chihuahua, Mexico. Amen. It's a very nice building the prisoners built. built. The two young men sing are actually former prisoners, former car tar cartel gang members uh, that came back in to lead to worship. Amen. Go to the next one. Oh, I'm going to jump back to this story real quick. This is in Tabasco, close to the Guatemala border in southern Mexico. You can go back to that lady, please. I'm going to tell you this real quick. Fifteen years ago, a young man came to Pastor Kanye's church in Denver, Colorado. And he said, if y'all ever get a chance... He said, I want you to go teach my family a Bible study. And so we, we flew to Cancun and we went to, uh, to Campeche and, and went to Tabasco. And we got in with this, another denomination of people. And it's a presbyter and like uh, 500 people that have turned to the Jesus name, revelation of Jesus name, baptism. And while we were there in one of the churches ministering in November, uh, this young man on the keyboard asked us, he said, my, my young wife, she has cancer. And, and, and when we walked in this little house, which is this house right here, that's, that's not her, that's her mother-in-law. You can see it's very hot and humid there. The walls don't go up. You know, if you live in America and you got one car and you have a house with an air conditioner, you live better than 80% of the world. When we came in, there was a young lady on a hammock, and this, the, their house wasn't even half as big as this platform. Five or six people lived in it. When she had this tumor, Bishop, on the side of her neck, and it stuck out like a softball. And so we laid hands on her, and we prayed for her. And in the midst, we was there about 20 minutes, the Holy Ghost was moving. Uh, this, this lady here began to 
walked real slowly towards me. And I was the only one there that wasn't fluent in Spanish. Uh, missionary Houseman was there. Brother Sister Kanyez was there. And she's walking towards me, and she's speaking Spanish, and she's crying. And I'm like, man, what's this lady saying? And, I, and so I get Sister Kanyez there to interpret for me. And I want you to listen to this. It took us two hours to get there in a car driving 25 miles per hour in this village. Most of their transportation is horses and motorcycles. Only God could have got us to that place in the jungle. She said, I had been praying 25 years for God to send somebody to pray deliverance over me. Do you know why she came to me? I'm going to tell you why. In a long revival in Potts County, Mississippi, God began to deal with me in prayer. He said, you pray for people to get the Holy Ghost and, and get healed. But he said, I want you to call out mental deliverance. People that are pressed, people are dealing with suicide. This woman had a mental deliverance she needed. We laid hands on her, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost and delivered her. So in March, me and my wife were leaving Chick-fil-A. In Bozier, we were at home. It was the Wednesday before COVID, and we all quit having church. And, and you got to realize, where they live, there's no phone service. They, there's, no, there's no hope for them to go to the doctor. They, they live hours from the nearest town. Their only hope is Jesus. Uh, we, I got a text. Uh, Brother Kanye texted me from Denver. He said, uh, these people, that this lady we prayed for in November, he said, days after we left, they said, that tumor completely disappeared. Come on, somebody. See, you, you need to come with expectation tonight because God's going to work a miracle tonight. I'm not done. Last week I was in Oklahoma. And there was a young girl, we was having a miracle, a miracle in a healing service. And I told Pastor Taylor, I said, let's push for miracles and signs and wonders on Monday night. A young, a young mom brought her daughter up that was 12 years of age. She had a real noticeable limp like this. And one of her legs was two inches shorter. Amen. We prayed for her Monday night. Tuesday night, she got baptized in Jesus' name. Wednesday before she come to church, she said, Preacher, my leg has already grown an inch since Monday night. See, that's your God. That's your God. I think it's your God. It's my God. Go, go to that picture. Go to the next picture, please. Hey, man, that's, this, this is a young man from Bossier City with me. His, pa his father is the pastor of the Spanish church at Brother Dean's. Uh, hey, man, I took him with me. Young people, that's what you need to be doing. You don't need to go to the Eiffel Tower. You need to go, go to the cartel and the gangs. And I said, Madison, if you go, you're going to go pray for people on the altar. You're going to lay hands on people, and God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and that's what's happening right there. Last service we were in, we baptized 18. I'm not... Hey, all these men served under El Chapo and El Lina. Amen. They came out of the gangs. Amen. God's filling them with the Holy Ghost. God's delivering them. God's healing them. Go to the next picture, please. I gotta hurry. This man right here is in Belize. Uh, we were there helping a missionary, missionary Ochoa. Amen. We were there, and the, the, it was so hot there. 
And they have Zika and malaria, so we had mosquitoes sprayed all over. We didn't smell good. Amen. I had to station preachers all through the crowd because five or six churches came together. And it was so hot. It was in November. And I looked over, and this man somehow got on the platform. And I went over there, and I said, they they do speak English there, but it was a Spanish church. I said, man, do you need the Holy Ghost? He said, I already got it. And you can't see it. But on his right arm, there's a ton of scar tissue. And he pulled his pants leg up. And he had a ton of scar tissue. He said, not only did he fill me with the Holy Ghost, uh, he said, I had this accident years ago. He said, all oh, my pain is gone. God miraculously healed my body. Yeah. Amen. Did you hear me? God wants to heal tonight. God wants to release miracles, signs, and wonders in this place. In Acts chapter 4 and 18, amen, they commanded him not to speak in the name of Jesus. I'm skipping it for time's sake. But he said, he said we lifted our voice and said, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servant with all boldness. They may speak thy word. Transform thou hand to heal. Amen. And they prayed and the place was shaken. That's what we need to do tonight. We need to pray until this place is shaken. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, you're going to, have, you're going to be a witness. I'm not just talking about witnessing to people the gospel. The gospel is laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's right. That's right. Amen. The other night at Brother Mango's, uh, I was preaching on deliverance. Uh, I said, if you got any addiction, you don't have to leave here. There was a guy that ran to the front, and he stuck his Marbell lights right on the altar. Amen. I was in Brother Vasquez. I turned around. Uh, I don't know who carries Seagram's uh, 7 in their purse, uh, but somebody laid it on the altar. Amen. They laid cigarettes that said time for time. Uh, I never heard of them, but they'll steal your time. You ain't got to leave here with addiction tonight. Come on, give the Lord some praise. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands. Who is they? Who? Who? Who is it? Who's he talking about? He's talking about the church that I've been preaching about. You you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There was a young man when we were baptizing. Brother Kanye said, Brother Kobe, come pray with this young man. He He was a small little Mexican guy and you couldn't even see any skin color because of all the tattoos and stuff. And we began to pray for him. And we began to pray for him. They were baptizing. We were praying in El Nombre de Jesus. In El Nombre. And the third time we spoke, he just roared. There's like a spirit in him. You know, the devil don't like that name. 
And he looked at me like he wanted to kill me. And Brother Kanye just poked him in the chest and said, Brother, do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be delivered? He raised his hands right there. And God delivered him right there. And he went straight and got into the baptism tank. Uh, Nobody had to tell him he needed to be baptized. Amen. He knew where he needed to go. Uh, Amen. If you've never been baptized in water for the remission of sins, tonight is your night. In Deuteronomy 28, the Bible says it shall come to pass. If you will hearken unto his word, amen, he's going to bless you. Not only is he going to bless you, it's going to overtake you. It's going to catch you. Amen. Blessed be thou in the city. Blessed shall be thou in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body. Amen. Does anybody believe that sickness can't stay in your body? I just want to stop for a minute. I was at Brother Bishop's doing a Facebook Live, and I preached. My brother was there, a missionary. He's going back home now. And uh, there was just a few people there, and it was one of the lay ministry bishop. And, uh, and I had just finished preaching. I was sitting over there just taking a break. And, and this lay minister, he tells us bye, and he goes out with his wife. Uh, and uh, he walks back in. He said, the Lord spoke to me when I got in my car. He said, there's somebody in here with a bomb right knee. I said, that's me. See, but when we ask you to, to come forward to get healed, we, oh, well, I had it all my life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, man. You get what you speak. Yeah. I had it all my life. Yeah. You know what I did when he said that? Hey, it's me. Yeah. It's me with the bum right knee. Yeah. Amen. My knees have been getting better ever since they've been prayed for. Amen. Uh, 3 John 1 and 2 said, Beloved, I wish you above all things that thou may prosper and be in health, uh, even as thou soul prosper. You borne our sickness and carried our pain. Uh, Psalms 107 says he sent his word uh, and healed them uh, and delivered them from their destructions. Uh, by his stripes we are healed. I was preaching at Brother Batson's in, in Nashville last year. Preaching a revival, and I was preaching about mental deliverance. Uh, and his uncle came up, uh, uh, his great uncle, and uh, and and uh, Brother Baptist said he never talks, he never says anything. He's an usher. And uh, as we were praying, we prayed God healed his back and healed instantly. We'll call him and ask him. And then I said, stay up here. We're going to pray for mental deliverance. We prayed for him again. So now I'm talking about a man that never talks. He never says much. He's sitting in the back and he says, I got a testimony. And let me tell you something real quick. I was at John Robinson's Alone Revival. Uh, we had a bunch of people get the Holy Ghost. These, uh, I'm trying to think the name of it. These t- uh, Teen Challenge. I've seen 15 guys from Teen Challenge get the Holy Ghost last year. And baptized in Jesus' name. And I walked out of there and I was like, Lord, I know you've done more tonight. Uh, and, the, and the Lord just spoke to me so clear. He said, yeah. He said, they didn't testify because they were waiting for it to come back. We prayed for his uncle. And this is what he testified. He said, I served in the Vietnam War. And he said, for 50 years. He said, when I came home, I got rid of my fatigues. I didn't want anybody to know what I went through. 
He said, I battled in my mind. He said, I lived in hell every day. But when we laid hands on him that night, God instantly delivered him. I'm speaking to somebody tonight. I'm speaking to somebody tonight. I was in a Spanish church. Uh, there was a man that was in the Guatemala Special Forces. Uh, and I told him this story. And he came up. He began to cry. He said, I remember every man that I killed. Uh, he said, I killed 48 men in Guatemala in the war. And he said, every day I see them before me. Uh, he said, I live in hell. But he said, when y'all prayed for me, uh, he said, it lifted up. Uh, I don't have no memory of the faces no more. You don't have to leave here tormented tonight. Are you going to waste, you're going to waste this service tonight? Uh, amen. Just a minute, we're going to have an altar call. And the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is going to flood this building. Uh, and it's going to set you free. See, we have an accuser. We have an accuser. But it's sad when the church becomes the accuser. It's sad when our brothers and sisters get on Facebook and accuse us. Let me tell you something. You need the church. You need the pastor. You need the pastor's family. You need each other. You need each other. I've already passed my time limit. i got to hurry. They forsook the world. They turned their back on Egypt. And the Bible says they were baptized under Moses into the Red Sea. Amen. If you want to get out of this world when the trumpet sounds, you've got to have the blood applied. Just this morning, we had twin sisters at Brother Traxel's in Michigan. were both baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. He said, Peter, what shall we do? I'm going to tell you, posting on Facebook ain't going to change nothing. Posting on Twitter ain't going to change nothing. But it's going to be people that have apostolic authority. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The accuser can accuse all he wants. It doesn't matter. It's under the blood. That's why if you've never been baptized, you need to get it under the blood. There's power in the blood. We don't hear enough preaching about the blood. Amen. The devil wants to remind somebody of their past tonight. We don't get enough preaching on the blood. Amen. The blood will cover a multitude of sins. In John chapter 8. Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and he taught them, and the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman, taken in adultery. When they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taking adultery in the very act. See, when God judges, he judges a righteous judgment. There was a problem with this scene. Where was the man at? In Leviticus, it said they both should be stoned. Where was the man at? I'm talking about where is that accuser? And Moses commanded us that this judge should be stoned. But what sayest thou? He said, tempted him, tempted him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. 
When he began to t- continue, he lifted himself up and said unto him, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And when they heard it, they being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even until the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Have no man man condemn thee she said no man lord and jesus said unto her neither do i condemn thee and sin no more You know the difference between condemnation and conviction is? Just read the book of Numbers. Uh, when they went and they brought back an evil report. Uh, see, an evil report offers you no hope. Uh, but conviction offers no hope. Uh, conviction brings hope to you. Uh, hope, br- Oh my God. Uh, the Holy Ghost brings conviction uh, to set your soul free. Somebody needs to quit listening to the devil tonight because God's not listening to him. The blood. He can't speak through the blood. He can't hear through the blood. No wonder Jesus had a problem with them. I want to read you something. In John 19, and I'm closing. Whoever wants to play music. In John 19. The Bible says Jesus went into the judgment hall and he said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? And Jesus gave him no answer. And then said Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee. Jesus said, Thou couldst have no power against me except it were given thee from above. I want you to listen to this sentence. I want to tell you something, church. Our churches are full of people. They're full of people. They're broken. They're hurting. Why do I go to Mexico? I got to see revival. I want to see a harvest. He said, therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Be careful about delivering people up. You could stand. I heard a story one time. A pastor and his son, and it came time for the pastor to become the senior pastor. And during the, during the time of their ministry, there was a prostitute that came into the church. And she got in the choir. She repented. She was baptized. And she fell in love with, the, with the, the bishop's son. And so the board called him in and said, we want to know your vision. And he gave them the vision and his vision. He said, we're 100% against you. But we have one thing. We don't think it's a good idea for you to marry this former prostitute. It wouldn't look good in our community. So the young man thought about it, and he said, I'm not on trial. She's not on trial. What you're saying is the blood of Jesus can't cover her sins. Devil, go ahead and accuse. When I fail, when I fall short, everybody in here has sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Go ahead and speak. Go ahead and speak, devil. The blood of Jesus is against you. There's a young man 
in the prison in Mexico. His name is Christopher. He's probably 19 years of age. Had his little whole life ahead of him. But the majority of them young people, they're intimidated to get into the gangs and the cartels. When we, when we went there, when Brother Kanye started going there, we went in, in December of 2018. None of them were getting the Holy Ghost. They were just getting baptized. This young man, he's 19. He taught himself how to play the bass. And, and he's got the Holy Ghost. And he's been baptized. And the last time I was there, he was just in the altar crying and crying and crying. And they said, Brother Kobe, go pray for him. And I, so I, I, was, I wanted to know what, what he was in prison for. One night he was on LSD and he was hallucinating. And, he, and when I tell you this, I, I know how we're going to do. But I'm telling you, if you're going to have a real harvest, and I believe God, God sent me here tonight. God sent me here. If you're going to get people like this in here, you better take them and you better tell them about the blood of Jesus. He went home one night. He was hallucinating. And he killed his own mother and chopped her into pieces. And now he has to live with that for the rest of his life. And every day the devil's speaking to him. Saying, you're a murderer. You're a killer. But I said, Christopher, the blood of Jesus is against him. Come on, won't we have 100% participation tonight? Everybody flood this altar. I want to pray with some people. Come on. There's people, you're, you're listening to the voice of the enemy. But tonight, God's going to shut his mouth. Come on and pull your heart out to God. Raise your hands. If you need the Holy Ghost, we want you to come. If you got pain in your body. We're going to pray for you. Come on, church. The devil is a liar. Come on, lift your voice up. I believe this is a mighty praying church. I believe in this bishop. I believe in your pastor. I believe the work of God that's going on right now.